little town. It's a quiet village. <laughs> yeah. I live with my parents. <laughs> <'cause rent's> very <laughs> high. And I'm 27. <laughs> Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only, and I mean only, <laughs> true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates crimes that are insignificant, not illegal, and very entertaining. <laughs> I'm Griff. I'm Kira. What's up, everybody? Hello, everyone. Kira, are you in a cave? I am. Yes. <laughs> in an effort to have the best audio recording possible from my home <laughs> studio, which is my one-bedroom apartment above <laughs> an exceedingly busy street in Hell's Kitchen, <laughs> I have put myself under a table covered in blankets with blankets on the floor which led Griff to comment, how's that writer's strike going? And for me to say, <laughs> I am not well. <laughs> well, you sound amazing. <laughs> and and you know what? In this moment, that's all I choose to care about. From my end, because we obviously we video record, so we're not just talking into the abyss. The coloring of your window looks like paranormal activity. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So I just wanted to check in and make sure there weren't like a, any demons Imagine I'm like being held in a hostage situation and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I just wanted to get you great audio quality. And everyone's like, Griff, you were the one who should have seen you were Zooming with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. We lost we lost a true talent today, but um, <laughs> I can still do the show, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible to know you would soldier on solo. <laughs> where's, uh, where's, where's Aaron? <laughs> Uh, how are you, Griff? I'm good, Kira. I spent about four and a half hours this past weekend watching The New Little Mermaid. Okay, so, sorry, what's the runtime of that movie? <laughs> good question. I saw it twice, and it's uh, two hours and 15 minutes, you know, give or take some previews each okay. time. And did you love? <laughs> I fucking loved it. Aww. I mean, I saw it twice in a weekend, like, I can't, it was just remarkable seeing someone who looks like me in a role that I fantasized being every time I would swim in the St. Lawrence River, every time I would swim in my parents' pool. It was just, that was so moving in a way that was, it was expected, but it was more powerful than I thought. I thought the music was fucking amazing. Her voice is insane. You had mentioned that a few episodes ago. You've, you've, you've heard her sing. Um, oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, she's a she's a mermaid. She's a princess. She acted well. The cast was stellar. I do. Have you seen it yet, Kira? Mm-mm. Not yet. I highly recommend it. I only have two points of feedback for the film. Okay. But I can. Would you like to hear them prior to you seeing it? You know what? Let's hear one of them, and then I'll decide whether or not I want to hear the second one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First point. <clears throat> when. Ursula turns air. This isn't a spoiler because the movie exists. <laughs> so hold yourselves. When Ursula turns Ariel into a mermaid, she has to sing to give Ursula her voice. She does the like, ah, that thing. Yep. And in, in the film, this current film, she sings it in the same key she's been singing it in uh, up until that point. So it's very major. It's very happy. It's very light. And in the original, she sings it a little darker in this moment because she's scared about it. She's unsure. There's trepidation. And so the minor key she sings it in is a lot more fitting for that scene. But they didn't, they didn't change the key from what I heard in the new one. So I would have liked to have 
heard it a little darker in this one moment to really add to like her situation, giving her voice for legs and for humanity. Mm. So that was my first point. I actually, if I'm remembering right, she is singing it, but the like the orchestration around her is minor and that's what's making it all scary. Does Maybe. that resonate or no? Is that wrong? Oh, you know what? Let's <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure one of our listeners is like a music theory nerd yeah. or something. So if you've seen it, let us know which it is. But either way, and maybe it is that way, Kira. Either way, it just wasn't in that moment mm-hmm. as dark as I needed it. So maybe I'll have to see it for the third time and and, oh uh, and figure it out. But yeah, that was that was like a very pun intended minor critique that I had. I would have I would have loved to have heard that. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I don't need to hear your second critique. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to say that. <laughs> um, you no, monster. O- only because we simply have to move on. <laughs> yes. Because I am so excited about today's crime. Okay. Uh, here is the subject heading that it arrived in our inbox with. A covert operation, some trees, and a hell of a lot of avoidance. <laughs> what a subject line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, ready? I'll get my um I'll get my fork. Whatever mm-hmm. they call it in the little mermaid, the who's my calls it or whatever. Uh, oh yeah, what you call uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hi Kieran Griff. My name is Celeste. I really mm. don't care if you use my real name or not. I didn't, but that's what <laughs> she wrote. <laughs> Huge fan <laughs> of the pod. I'm writing about a petty crime that happened over the last few months in my neighborhood. For some context, I, she, her, 27 years old, live with my parents in a house in a neighborhood on the outskirts of a small town. Oh, my God. Okay. It's giving Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Yes. Little town. It's a quiet (laughs) village. Yeah. I live with my parents because rent's very high. And I'm 27. (laughs) (laughs) It's the type of neighborhood that people move into, have their kids, raise them, live in the same house until they die of old age. Incredible. Oh, my. Hey. My parents are late 50s, early 60s, and have lived in their house for over 30 years. All my life, there's been little change to the neighborhood. Few people moving in and out until the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. New neighbors moved in next door. We're open and friendly to them. It's a small town, after all. They're a younger couple, man and woman, probably early 30s, from the city. We'll call them Jeremy and Marina. We had no issues with them until last fall. Womp womp. The scene is set. I should also say this is a bit of a long crime. So if you catch me whizzing, that's might be why. Okay. And th- well, thank you for cutting me off at the top if it's long. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. But it's a good one. It's very good. <laughs> You're like, absolutely no problem. <laughs> hey, you know what? As a treat, if we get through this, maybe we'll hear your second critique. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A little geography could be helpful here. We, my parents and I, and the neighbors, Jeremy and Marina, have large lawns and our yards back onto a ravine. See the attached sketch. A work. Griff, I could share this sketch with you, but I think you'll still get it, and we'll share it with our listeners. Okay, perfect. We'll, we'll have it up on the Insta. Yeah, and I want to make sure I'm telling the story in a way that makes sense with or without the sketch. I, I think it does. Okay, perfect. I trust you. And in the world of sketch, I trust Kira. <laughs> <laughs> so big lawns backing up onto a ravine. Nice. The front yards aren't separated by anything. There's just a line of trees we have planted on our property. The backyards 
are separated by a fence on my neighbor's property. There's a few feet between the fence and my dad's shed. And it's in this area that my dad drives his lawnmower and wheelbarrow in and dumps his yard waste down the hill into the ravine. Grass, leaves, organic waste. Okay, got it. I was going to ask. It is organic, so it's going to be decomposing in the ravine. It's not like plastic or condoms. Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. Again, it's a ravine. Nothing's down there. All the neighbors do it, and it's cheaper and easier than getting bags and getting someone to pick it up. Mm -hmm. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. I can't wait to have a yard. God, yeah. God. Anyways, she writes. (laughs) Oh, no. What have we done? (laughs) (laughs) One weekend, my parents and I were all out of the house. When we came back, my dad noticed his front yard was messy with tree branches. The neighbor, Jeremy, had cut off some branches from our trees while we were not home. Now, my parents weren't pleased, but he is allowed to do this because the tree branches were branching over his property. (laughs) Yeah, I know about this from my, my parents and their neighbor. Okay. However, he had cut them pretty far over. So far over, in fact, that my dad suspected he had cut them on our side of the property line, but... My mom had a feeling that Jeremy's wife, Marina, isn't a good person to cross. (laughs) And a good neighbor is a quiet neighbor, or however that phrase goes. Whoa. So we didn't say anything. What's making her think that Marina is, like, maybe not the right person to to test? Interesting. I I don't know. And can I tell you this right now? That point does not get expounded on. Okay, great. We (laughs) We love the narrative structure of these. But yeah, to your point too, it's like I actually recently, someone, my neighbor, I live in an apartment building, came over looking for our landlord because trees from our property were coming into their garden mm-hmm. and they and they needed to talk to us about cutting them because uh, the tree, we share it, it's whatever, you know. So I, yeah, I, get, yeah. I get the intricacies of it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And like, you might talk about it, but you're like, I'm cutting these, they're on my side. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. We go away again another time. We come back. This time, Jeremy has planted two small trees behind my dad's shed, Mm -hmm. between his fence and my dad's shed. As a reminder, this is the strip Mm -hmm. where Celeste's dad drives the lawnmower and dumps the yard waste. Exactly. So he's they've cut off the the like runway for the lawnmower or like Mm -hmm. wheelbarrow. Yeah. And it's looking like the two little baby trees are over the property line. (laughs) Now, in our area, the housing market went crazy during the pandemic. So many people were trying to buy houses. The competition was steep that sometimes people would just buy houses without having a property inspection done. And so, like, they don't even know where, like, the lot lines are. And they're just like, oh, we just need the house. They're just so desperate to get out of the city that they're just like, oh, we want it. I got it. I want it. Exactly. Like, uh, forego the inspection. Yeah, yeah. Damn, okay. Because my parents bought their house in the 90s, they haven't had a survey done since then. So they kind of know where the property line is, but it's been 30 years. Like, what if they don't quite remember? So, it was my Uncle Rob's idea to figure out for sure where that property line is. When they build houses, they bury metal stakes in the ground at the corners of the property. My dad and my two uncles decided to rent a metal detector to find the metal stakes underground to know if the two baby trees are over the line. 
Wait, sorry. The metal stakes are are the indication of where it where the property ends. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh. Like the property line, so like the edges. Interesting. So they got a metal. Okay. Well, yeah, they've got to figure out. Yeah, they've got to figure out the line before they move forward with any pettiness. Exactly. Uh huh. So here's where things get real fun. <laughs> oh God. They go about this on a covert operation <laughs> under the cover of darkness. Dad and my other uncle, Terry, suit up in all black and sneak the metal detector to the backyard. Uncle Rob, who's staying with us while his ankle is broken, not relevant to the story, (laughs) is keeping watch from the garage on his crutches, like the world's worst security guard. Love this. (laughs) I love this. But unfortunately, the covert op isn't so covert because of two things. One, it's dark, so my dad and Uncle Terry are using flashlights. (laughs) And two, the metal detector they rented doesn't really look like the sleek metal disc on a stick like you see in the movies. Actually, it's more like a lightsaber because it also lights up in the dark. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Foiled. Foiled. Anyway, they find their target, the metal stake. It's official. The trees are on our lawn. My dad puts a piece of wood in the ground to mark it. They go back in. This was in November. Okay. Oh, wow. Any thoughts at this point, Griff? Hilarious that they, <laughs> that the, I mean, yeah, flashlights in the dark are, tend to be more noticeable than if you were just outside during the day. Because <laughs> it's like, um, it's very, it draws the eye. Cute that the metal detector glows. I guess I'm picturing like, you know, older people on the beach looking for, you know, a la the little mermaid looking for trinkets. Mm-hmm. And maybe at night, that's like a cool vibe for them. But in terms of being covert and you know under secrecy of the night, not very great. I'm excited to see where this goes. They've they've literally drawn the line. The trees are the trees are not appropriate. What will happen? Mm. Mm-hmm. So now we enter the doldrums of winter. <laughs> we spend several months with Jeremy and Marita avoiding us. They see us outside, they go back in. Mom and dad obsess over what they could have done to upset the neighbors. Mm -hmm. Perhaps they witnessed them, the metal (laughs) detector, who knows? Dad and the neighbors haven't spoken finally in April. So the last thing was metal detector in November. Yeah. Now it's April. Time has passed. Uh, Time, and you know what? Time can move in such a fascinating way and in on the outskirts of a small town. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm from the out- outskirts of a, a small town. So, yes. <laughs> time, time doesn't exist. Mm. Finally, in April, some survey work is being done in the neighborhood. And my dad asks the survey guys casually, hey, do you mind just like confirming where these stakes are? They find them and put up official surveyor stakes mm-hmm. above the ground. A week goes by. We see Jeremy and Marina go back between the fence and the shed to look at the stakes. Now we know that they know that their trees are planted about two inches over onto our lawn. Two inches. Two inches. Which I guess as the trees grow, two inches won't exist soon because the tree's got to grow into those two inches. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, Yeah, it'll just be a tree growing on both of their yards. Totally, yeah. Unless that's a very tall sapling. Mm. Jeremy and Marina don't come talk to us. Finally, my dad catches Jeremy when they're both outside and talks to him. Turns out, Jeremy thought that he might have planted the trees over the line, but he wasn't sure. 
Jeremy thought that my dad was dumping his yard waste behind his house, and he wanted to stop my dad from doing that. Oh, I Even see. though he, Jeremy, dumps his own yard waste behind the house. He even had dumped his own yard waste behind his house earlier that day. Jeremy told my dad, yeah, well, I'm going to try not to do it that anymore, and I'm going to clean up the ravine behind my house, too. <laughs> my dad asked him to move the trees, and Jeremy agreed. Mm-hmm. Over a month went by, but finally, he did it. He moved the trees. Yep. Again, time moves slow in a small town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my dad continues to dump his yard waste down the hill behind the shed, as he's been doing for over 30 years, He just does it further over now, so Jeremy can't accuse him of dumping it behind his house. Got it. But he had told Jeremy that he was going to stop in general, right? Um, He didn't promise that. Jeremy just wanted him to stop. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, Jeremy never cleaned up the ravine, as he said he would, and the neighbors throughout the entire neighborhood, continue dumping their own yard waste behind their houses. Mm -hmm. And thus concludes our crime. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm getting emotional from this. Fascinating. Any initial thoughts, Griff? My initial thoughts are thoughts we've touched on, which is COVID and quarantine just rang all of us through the ringer. Mm. We were especially sensitive. I know so many people realized that city life was just not always the vibe. (laughs) That was so LA of me. But so many people flocked to the suburbs or the the country because they wanted to escape. And so new mentalities mixed with old mentalities, traditional versus, I guess, quicker moving. So yeah, I can understand. I can understand the... I don't know. Yeah. The boundary of this. Mm. Um, do you have any questions or are you ready to head into verdicts? Because I've got a bunch of questions for you. Let's go through the questions. I assume they moved the trees without a doubt onto their property, right? Yeah, they did. Okay. Got it. So that was, no, let's go into the questions and see what grows from this. <laughs> Great. I've got a bunch, so I'm going to make you answer them kind of rapid fire. Okay. I will be on my best behavior. Like, there's literally like 10. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) I will give two word answers. (laughs) Is Jeremy guilty of a petty crime for doing his yard work along the property line while we're not home? Like, cutting the branches and stuff. Cutting branches is tricky, but my gut says no. Like, you're not going to wait for your neighbors to be home to do any work. That's stupid. I guess I'm a little, like, on the fence, (laughs) pun intended, with, like, cutting the tree branches. I don't, like, who's, that can get tricky. But overall, I'm going to say no. Yeah. And if it's, like, if it's a branch, like, get over it. Great. Yeah, no. Is Jeremy guilty for not knowing where the property line is and choosing to plant trees back there anyway? I'm going to say yes, and I'm glad that you had pointed out that they, or maybe just people, even their parents when they bought it, they, people, if they have a problem with this, if they're going to get testy from something small like a two saplings, mm-hmm. know your lines. And that's your responsibility as a homeowner. Like, boom. So, yeah, guilty. Ooh. <laughs> 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 okay. 
is Jeremy slash Marina, are they guilty for not coming to talk to my parents about their grievance about dumping waste back behind the shed into the ravine? Hmm. Yes. I think, it, and it could be phrased as a like, oh, is this something y'all have, like everyone in the neighborhood does? Like, it doesn't need to be pointed. It just, you're curious. So like, ask a curious question. Like, what's this? Is this like a cute little tradition of like, yeah, <laughs> like dumping waste, LOL? Yeah, because you let it fester and then it became a sitch. I can understand if I moved to a new neighborhood and I like saw my neighbor drive their like, wheelbarrow down to like what I maybe thought was my property and dumping their leaves down the hill. I think I could understand being like, that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah what totally. is that? Yeah. Like, yes, I would be curious. So I would ask the question. So yeah, guilty for not asking. Boom. Is my mom guilty for warding off my dad from talking to Jeremy because she mm. had a feeling based on nothing that his <laughs> wife, Marina, wasn't a good person to cross? Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, that was never answered. You're right. Um, just a feeling, total judgment. <laughs> I don't. Yes. Yeah. Like that's that's like that's loopy. That's like. Yeah. 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 You're guilty. Okay. If if anything, for the judgment of it, I guess. Like, would you think she's like a sorceress? I know. I'm like. I'm like. I go on to see this Marina character and be like. What is it? Does she have like witchy long hair? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are my parents guilty for literally renting a metal detector and then later sending surveyors out to find out the dimensions of their own property? No, I love the uh, I love the act of it. Even you describing it. I was like, what a fun little family thing. It's like the broken uncles on the porch keeping watch offering literal <laughs> no value. Um, the broken <laughs> uncle. Yeah. Jesus. And then, they're dressed in all black with like flashlights and a glowing saber. Like that's really cute. And so just, you know, kind of whimsically, I'm going to say not guilty for that. Um, Hell yeah. And then, yeah, like figure out your shit, like figure out where your property ends. Maybe doing it in the like the the like the secrecy of night is a little much maybe. But no, you, you got to figure out where the line is so that you can actually like move things forward with discussion. Boom. Did you need to do it at night? No. Am I glad you did? Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> You'll find a theme on this podcast where if you do something and you make it sort of very like theatrical, we're more likely to side with you. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. You're talking to two entertainment folks. Like if it's if it's a show, we're we're buying a ticket. <laughs> we're like, you're perfect. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, is now is my dad guilty for dumping yard waste down the hill? In general or and after he had ha chatted with Jeremy? In general. No, I know if, if it's organic, we, we do the same thing on our property. I, you know, yeah. we have a compost pile yards away from our house. We we're not going to like hire people to come take leaves from our land when we live on lots of land. We'll just like give it back to the earth. So no, not guilty. Great. Now. Here's a question our submitter didn't include, but I'm going to. Okay. Are my parents guilty for asking the neighbors to replant trees that were only two inches over the property line? I say yes. And I, I brought up the point that it's two inches now. In a few years, the two inches are going to be irrelevant. It's going to be fully growing 
on both sides. So, and again, he's been there 30 years. He has the tradition of going down that little walkway to dump his shit. And no, like, yeah, don't plant something in my 30 years of tradition, um, especially not knowing where the line is. So, yeah. So your formal ruling is? Is guilty. Sorry. The question, <laughs> remind me of the question. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You got a little lost there, didn't I you, I did. Buddy? I did. I did. I got lost in the woods. <laughs> the question was, is it petty to ask neighbors to replant trees that are only two inches over? No, it's not. It's not. Like, because okay, again, okay. eventually that will be more egregious and like get ahead of it before it's a immovable tree or you'll have to like cut down something hard, like just harder to do. So yeah. Great. Good point. Yep. <laughs> and then finally. Sorry, there's been like 20 questions. I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> I know. This one's involved. I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Finally, am I guilty, Celeste, for finding all of this very amusing, even though it has caused my parents great stress over the course of many, many months? No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) If this is if this is your parents biggest like (laughs) grievance on their life's to do list, count them as blessed, I suppose. It's cute. uh, It's fixable. It's petty. So no, I love it. And I love that you love it. And thanks for thanks for sharing it with us. Hell yeah. And then just calling this out again for our listeners. If you head to Petty Crimes Pod on Instagram, you'll see a picture of the stake marking the pop property line. And then you'll see the diagram that Celeste drew for us oh of the God. properties. It is like this incredible rudimentary sketch. You have to check it out. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Attention, petty criminals, sponsor alert. We are once again teaming up with Hello Adorn for all of your jewelry needs. Woohoo! Summer is officially here, and we're giving you looks that you can put on, you can leave on, you can swim in, sweat in, whatever you want to do in it. Hello Adorn's jewelry is designed and handmade in the U.S. using high-quality materials that are meant to last, never plated, hypoallergenic, and life-proof. Hello Adorn has fast shipping, easy 30-day returns and exchanges, and free shipping on orders over 75 bucks. We are big Hello Adorn fans. Shop helloadorn.com slash petty for 10% off your first purchase. That's helloadorn.com slash petty. Look great, stay petty. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hello Adorn presents Jewelry and Stuff. In this podcast, hosts and insiders Lo and Rich talk jewelry and basically everything else. From behind the scenes in the Hello Adorn studio, they get into the how the jewelry is inspired and made, as well as all of the in-studio drama. Plus, they're joined by guests they're obsessed with, including me. They laugh, they cry, and they learn. Sometimes. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. And now we welcome you back to our criminal or minimal segment. Y'all are obsessed, so let's feed your appetite for this week. (laughs) Do you want to start? I'm ready. Go for it. Criminal or minimal? Hiding one of my kids' favorite books under the couch because that book is fucking annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I say minimal. Yeah. I say minimal. Been there and like a nice hide under the couch. Like, oh, we must have kicked it under there. Sorry. I guess we'll we'll read it now. I think minimal. That's you got to do what you got to do. And kids are, oh my God, they want things over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Minimum. All right. Criminal or minimal. A restaurant that is known for their burgers 
refusing to offer ketchup because, quote, their burger is perfectly made. <gasps> Criminal or minimal. To withhold condiments is a sin. <laughs> Criminal. Criminal. If, if you don't have a ranch, a mayo, a ketchup, a mustard, an aioli, I'll lose my, I'll lose my cool. Wow, your knowledge of condiments is impressive, Kira. (laughs) (laughs) No, totally. I actually, I wrote this one because there's a restaurant here called Father's Office that does not offer ketchup and they have a very good burger. And for that reason, the burger is very polarizing because of what you just said. I mean, BYOK? (laughs) BYOK. Criminal or minimal? Submitted by Max. Hello? Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Criminal or minimal? Creating a schedule for your upstairs neighbor to take the trash bin to the (gasps) curb so you're not always the one doing it. Oh, shit. This screams Griff, by the way. (laughs) I'm like like reacting like our listeners aren't like, doesn't Griff do that with his roommate? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Criminal. Criminal. I keep it in the house. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, they're not your friend. They're not your friend. A conversation. I mean, again, easier said than done, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. It's just be, putting a little too It's putting a little too much sauce on it. Too much sauce. But like, hear me and me saying I would be equally as annoyed by that. And I would I would I would probably do the same thing. Let's be honest. You could always try the like the withholding technique. You know what I mean? You put yourselves in a stalemate where you see how long you can go. <laughs> True. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The like. The core of all of her crimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Criminal or minimal? Wait, I had one. Hold on a second. Oh, criminal or minimal? And this is in line with our my just my last restaurant one. Criminal or minimal? Submitted by Tasha Tosh Tosh. Not waiting for others to get their food at a restaurant before you start eating yours. Unless somebody in the party does that thing where they're like, eat, eat, guys, seriously, don't wait for me, eat. <laughs> I think you wait. Okay, then criminal or minimal, very quickly, this is a part B. Not telling others at your table to start their food while you wait for yours that you know is going to take a little bit longer to arrive. Mm-mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, me, perfect, perfect case scenario, the way this works is, Yes, you should say they're like, eat, eat, everybody eat. <laughs> and then and then people don't quite start eating. They mm-hmm. just start kind of like maybe picking out a French fry. Yep. And that, and that's sort of, we sort of stay in French fry mode <laughs> until all the food gets there. Exactly. I literally, I saw this play out literally last night. One of the servers made a mistake on the sushi order. Six of her party members had their food and they literally just pushed it around on their plates while she waited for her kind of secondary option of Branzino. So that makes sense. Damn. Damn, yeah. Although it's also tough when there's a mistake. It's like, if it's going to be like 10 minutes, everybody should start eating. I don't know. And you you know what I think too? Like, it's a little bit on the, I know the mistake was like the server or the restaurant in this case, or in our case last night. But if if your secondary option is like, I would like a steak well done, you know that's going to take longer than, you know, uh, something quicker. And so the mistake, not ideal, but like, don't force your table to wait and not say anything if you order something that's going to take a long time to cook. That's just my well, professional Well, also, advice. if your secondary option is steak well done, you are a criminal. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair. <laughs> uh, one, one last one? One last one. 
Okay, submitted by Emma. Criminal or minimal? A guy turning every single hug he witnesses in his friend group into a group hug. Like, he sees two people hug each other and he goes over to join the hug every single time. Oh my God, that's funny. That's like charactery. I love that. Um, but I would not like to be a part of it. So criminal. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That should be like, I can see that in like playing out in like a Ted Lasso kind of show of sorts. Like mm-hmm. you just want to get on on the love. It's quirky, <laughs> but like criminal. It's a little invasive. <laughs> just, um, just imagining those, like those two, the arms starting to wrap around and you're like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. It's like, oh, Frank, get the fuck off of us. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. That's cute. I like that. Criminal. (laughs) That's cute. I love it. Criminal. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Go carry on with whatever else you're doing today. And thank you for listening to us. We love you. Till next week. Stay petty. Stay petty. Get ready to dive into the world of the juiciest rivalries out there with my new show, Fierce Rivalries. I'm Delta Work, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kelsey Padgett. We'll take you from heated battles over trivial things to bizarre fights that span generations, uncovering the petty and dramatic sides of people who will stop at nothing to beat their opponents. From something else in Sony Music Entertainment, listen to Fierce Rivalries on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.